Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another Kardashian bonus show, season one, episode seven. Hey, Jewel. I loved this one. No, okay. Here's what I want to say. I loved this one, but I'm a little bit concerned that nothing will ever compare to last week's because that to me was like the pinnacle of Kardashians, you know? A hundred percent. Right? You know what I was thinking about actually? Prior to last week, I was like, it's really like is such a fluke that this that this family became famous because there's really not much about the first season of the show that should have ever like called for this to continue. And then when last week happened with Scott and Courtney, I was like, this is a hundred percent why. Yeah. Because you know something, obviously watching it back now, however many years later, 13 years later, and we've been so invested in their ride. Of course, we're freaking out watching the evolution of their relationship. But I think on fresh eyes, there's, they would, you would still be that intrigued in watching them. Like we weren't just so interested because we're so obsessed with Scott and Courtney. I think even as a first time watcher, that would have been fascinating. And I wish I could go back to my first time self watching it and remember what it was like, but I just, I just think the whole plot line was just interesting regardless, you know? Well, I think it explained the family so well also, like all of mm-hmm. them just go to Vegas together because Courtney found out she wasn't pregnant and then almost eloping and like the mom and all of them are at the club together. Like that's what TV is made of. It is what TV is made of. I can't wait. This episode is really good too. It's a little bit different, but... This is like a classic episode. Yeah, listen, we're in it for the long haul. There's a lot of classics from this season. You ready? You know we only have one left of season one after this? Holy shit. I know. We haven't even decided yet if we're going to continue. I guess that's a question we should ask you guys. I guess we're about to decide right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm just saying, is that something that we should continue with season two? I know people wanted us to do that. Or should we go back to doing more targeted episodes, like how we did a Chris Jenner deep dive, a Kanye deep dive, et cetera? I don't know. I'm curious to see what people have to say about that. Right? 
Yeah, sometimes I feel like we're in a Dora episode and we're like, what do you guys want? Say delicioso. You know what I mean? Like they can't even respond to us. <laughs> I know. I have to say, by the way, I had an experience today. I was listening to a podcast and I don't even remember what, what the thing was, but the, the, the host was saying something and I they couldn't remember the word and I was screaming at my phone and I was like, in this moment, I understand what it mis- must be like to be a listener of our podcast. And I just want to formally apologize because every time I can't think of a word, I know you guys are screaming and I really appreciate it. And I wish I could hear you, you know? Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Like they can inbox us after their thoughts. It's just like, in my mind, I want the instant gratification of being like, what would you guys like us to do? And then like a little speech bubble pops up and it's like, continue with season two. And then we just do that. I know, I know. Well, let us know your thoughts, please. Send us an email, send us a DM. Okay, you ready? So ready. Okay, so the opening scene, they're all at the living in the living room at the Calabasas house and they're sitting around playing cards and it's Chloe, Courtney, Kim, and Rob. And Chloe asks Rob who he's dating. He says no one. And Scott's like, why are you trying to go out on a date with him? And Chloe's like, no, he's just always at school. I never get to talk to him. Keep in mind, Rob went to USC and he graduated from USC School of Business in 2009. This was being filmed in 2007. So we're going to assume that he was a sophomore, right? Yeah. He says he's 20, like at the end of the episode, he's like, I'm 20. But what's funny is when we get into it, when he's on the date, he says he's 22 because he, he lies to the girl. So, you know, Rob's basically saying, he's like, listen, I've been in a little bit of a drought. And Scott's like... I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, let's go to a strip club to meet someone. And Kim in her confessional goes, my brother is not dating a stripper. I'm going to find him a nice, normal girl. And Rob goes, you don't bone the strippers. You get to know the strippers. Okay. I have, I have a lot to say here. Already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to first start out by saying, this was just one example of a lot of things within this episode that clearly listening now, Kim would never say, like, she would never, uh, you know, uh, make a statement that alludes to the fact that strippers are not quote normal girls. Like they're, they're, you just cannot say that today. You know what I mean? Well, especially because in the next scene, she sets her up with a play- she sets him up with a playmate, and it's like basically you've just decided that like the difference between a stripper and a and a and a playmate is like classism. Right. Exactly. There was there was no logic into what she was saying, and it just totally fed into this like very negative stigma associated with strippers, which you know. I I personally, I feel like I, have we ever spoken about this? I don't know if you don't even know what I'm about to say. (laughs) No, like I, I think I'm a little bit of a stripper stan. Like I've never been to a strip club or anything, but I think if that's how you want to make your living and it is a hundred percent your choice and that's what you want to do, fucking go for it. Like I'm the biggest supporter of that. So, and I, again, Kim would never say that in today's day and age, but just watching it, I was like, oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so many times that I'm watching it back where I want to like correct her and be like, no, not, not appropriate. But then you have to remember, like you're watching a 2007 episode with 2020 goggles. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's with, with anything really. Right. But anyways, that's, that's, I also want to say how the literal fuck is 20 year old Rob Kardashian at USC in a drought? Because I am looking at that screen and I immediately as we always say, I transport back to my first time self watching that and just being like salivating over Rob. Oh yeah. There's no, I mean, listen, there's just no way. Like (laughs) he just wasn't putting the effort out if that's the case. Yeah. So the next scene, Kim is with her makeup artist who at the time was Steven Molesky. I looked him up. He's verified. He doesn't have a lot of followers, but I was just thinking, you know, like Steven, you could have been her Mario. 
Well, I mean, clearly he couldn't have been, otherwise he would have been. Well, I don't know. It's just so interesting when you see these like figures in their lives that, you know, can come or go. But if he knew, like, I want to say to him, like, you should have beat that fucking face to the gods if you knew the kind of career that would come with that. You know, it's just unfortunate for him that it happened. I don't know. Anyway, so Kim's telling Stephen that she really wants to find someone to set Rob up with. And Stephen is like, I have the perfect person, my best friend, Cara Monaco. She was Playmate of the Year last year. And they call Cara. And basically, Stephen tells her that Kim wants to set her up with her brother. And Kim goes, my brother's really cool and really polite. I don't want to scare you, but it's not just like dating my brother. You're like dating the whole family. Ah, did give her a warning. She did give her warning. No, she did. I also want to mention that she was Playboy Playmate of the Year in 2006. And she was also in episodes of Girls Next Door, which when I was watching... When I was watching this back, I knew I recognized her. I thought it was from Girls Next Door. I just wasn't completely sure. But when we looked it up, she was in a couple of episodes. So it makes sense. Which also makes sense why they picked her to beat Rob State. Mm-hmm, exactly. So next scene, Courtney and Chloe pull up to the store. And there's a homeless man like kind of sitting outside of the entrance to this shopping center that Dash is in. And Chloe says that he was here for the other day. And she goes, this is Calabasas. Why is he here? This is like really bad for business. And she goes in her confessional, I've never seen a homeless man in Calabasas. None of my customers are going to want to walk by this guy to come into our store. This is another one. Like, yeah. And I, and I want to say, as you will see in the evolution of the episode, like they very much redeem themselves in terms of the shift in empathy. But I was just... And, and I say this with no judgment, really, but it was like, I couldn't believe she was thinking that. And then I also couldn't believe she was saying that on reality television. It just came across as so, like, so lacking any sort of compassion or empathy, even though I know that's not who she is, you know? Well, they also had to dramatize, like, the transition from, like, don't want this guy to my store to, like, I'm going to take care of him. Like, it had to be a stark comparison. No, that's that's definitely true. So next scene, we're back at the Calabasas house and it's Scott, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob. And Rob is getting dressed for his date with Kara. I mean, truly, I can't. Like before we even get into the scene, I just have to tell you that I, I really urge anyone, if you didn't watch this episode, just go back and watch this one scene. And I'm telling you, you will get that Rob fever. You can transport back to that moment and really feel it, no? I mean, a shirtless Rob with his boxer sticking out of his jeans is probably like... I, I can't even explain it to you. He feels like, I know that clearly we are not siblings with the Kardashians, but what he feels like when you're watching that is like every one of your friend's hot older brother that you happen to see shirtless when you're at their house, you know? Yeah, that was like my biggest fantasy. Yeah, same. <laughs> I always, always wanted an older brother for the friends. I know, I know. That was my dream. I know. So basically he comes out in this like Argyle sweater and they're like, no way. They have him change. And when he's shirtless, Courtney is like, Rob, this is not the eighties anymore. Like you need to shape, you need to, you know, wax your chest. So they lay Rob down on the island in the kitchen. I mean, I can't believe this is happening. As I'm saying it, I'm like, I cannot believe this was happening. You know? I know. I know. And Courtney gets ready to start waxing him. And Rob's like to Courtney, oh yeah, you wax your own. Don't you, Court? <laughs> like, they're they so close. about too close. I know. They do have the weirdest familial relationship, especially in the early seasons. I love it. I love every second of it. Me too. They're all holding him down. They, they're they waxing it off. Scott's getting involved. It's a total shit show. Rob is like screeching in pain, which I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but if I haven't, let me just say, I 
will not get bikini waxes anymore. I'm absolutely like firmly opposed to it because I will not subject myself to that sort of pain. And I have, it happened once in my life. I walked out mid bikini wax. I paid full price. I was like, I of course will pay you for your time and for your service, but I absolutely cannot do this anymore. And I walked out bleeding in so much pain. So I really was having like a little bit of secondhand trauma watching this because I know what that feeling is like. And it is just so unpleasant, you know? Yeah, I I do know. (laughs) Anyway, so they finished the waxing and Courtney and Chloe are like, okay, what are we wearing? And Rob's like, you guys are not coming. And Chloe's like, we are the people who either approve or deny. And Rob in his confessional is like, there's no way that I'm going to let my sisters go on this date with me. And Chloe's like, just make sure you wrap it up, Angel. I can't. (laughs) I can't. Julie, I was, I, oh my God, I, I feel alive when I'm watching this. I really do. Chloe's little one-liners are also the best part of the show. Specifically when they have to do with Rob or Scott, you know? Or like a little shade towards Kim. Mm-hmm, a little shade towards Kim, yeah. So Rob walks out and he leaves and Kim's like to Courtney and Chloe, she's like, are you guys sure that we should do this? And Chloe and Courtney are like, are you joking? And Kim's like, I, I don't know, I kind of feel bad. And Chloe's like, listen, it's a date. It's not like we're walking in on him, on him having sex. So Rob arrives at the restaurant where Kara is Julie wrote, you should have picked her up. Yeah, I was thinking that, right? You should have picked her up. So weird. I mean, listen, I guess like if it's in LA and they're meeting halfway in the middle of where both of them are, then it makes somewhat sense. Like if he's coming from Calabasas and he has to go down to her. I'm, I'm also making this up. I have no idea where they met. I'm just trying to like logically think about the reason why they wouldn't based on LA traffic. Yeah. You know, I have to say though, and like obviously if you're going to meet someone in, in Manhattan, you just meet at the restaurant clearly, but- in Jersey, I absolutely hate when people pick me up. I really do. And it all comes from the fact that I hate my side profile, so I don't want to be in the car. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like, but but like the reason you were going to say that. Yeah. Well, my thing is like, okay, let's say I'm meeting someone at a restaurant at seven o'clock. In my ideal world, I would get there at like 6.53. I'd scope it out, know exactly the table that I want, the lighting that I want. You know, like I, I prefer that comfort, but it's just, that's a personal preference. It really has nothing to do with this, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm feeling like sharing today. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So Julie writes, the hug when you meet your first date is literally one of the world's most awkward things. Universal relatability. True. Okay. Oh, I so, I so like, agree. When I watched them hug, I was like, I literally like, I, I cringe thinking about that. And also keep in mind, you're also hugging, number one, when you're a 20-year-old guy who's like, freaking out over the fact that you're on a date with a playmate and there's an entire camera crew following you. Like it's not just your average awkwardness. You have a lot of other layers to it. Right. Exactly. So they sit down at the table and Rob's like, so what do you do besides being playmate of the month? And in his confessional, he's like, Kara's really nice. She's really hot. I think we're really connecting. Of course, Kim, Courtney and Chloe arrive at the restaurant and they're sitting where they can see him, but he can't see them. Chloe's like, she's cute. looks like Rob's type. And Kim's like, okay, we're going to call Rob and pretend that we're not there. So they call Rob. Rob picks up the phone. Kim's like, hi, Rob, how's your date going? He's like, it's good, but I'm with my date eating right now. Kim's like, is she gorgeous? <laughs> Rob's like, I mean, yeah, I'm being rude. I got to go. And Rob turns to Karen. She's like, oh, see, they're always bugging me. Karen's like, yeah, but you know, they mean well. And Rob's like, they're just looking out for big Rob. <laughs> he big Rob. Are we not going to talk about that? I I think I missed that until I'm reading this out loud. Like I watched the episode twice. Over the fact that he was on a date with a playmate when he was 20 years old and referred to himself as Big Rob. <laughs> Did he think he was the Jonas Brothers bodyguard? I'm confused. 
<laughs> I think I think that he was trying. I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he was feeling emasculated in that moment and wanted to like beef himself up, you know? I got I don't it. Know. I got it. So Kara's saying how she doesn't really want to do any more nude stuff. And Rob's like, so do guys hit on you a lot? And Kara's like, not really. He's like, they don't. And at this point, Kim and Chloe are sneaking around the whole time and they're trying to get closer. And Rob's kind of like in this semi-private room. So it's not as obvious. Like clearly he knew what was going on because we know that this is a little bit scripted, but for sake of argument, like it would have been technically plausible that he couldn't have seen them because he was in a more private room. It's not like they were, you know, scooting around this entire restaurant, right? Right, exactly. So Chloe starts laughing. Rob walks out. They try to hide. He obviously sees them. And in his confessional, he's like, this is ridiculous. My, tr- my sisters are spying on my date. He's so embarrassed. He like tells Kara, he's like, listen, I'll be right back. And he walks over to them. And in his confessional, he's like, I can't believe my sisters are here. I look like a fucking kid. Julie, that is why he said Big Rob. He's Big Rob. First of all, I guess maybe it is plausible that he was like in a little bit of a drought because to use like a very 2007 term, like Rob has no game. None here in the scene. First of all, Kara told you that she doesn't want to do nude anymore. And instead of leaning into that, you ask if other guys hit on her. Come on, Rob. You're better than that. He was nervous though, you know? He gave you such a good opening. I know, I know. So in his confessional, he's like, so basically my chances with Kara are completely ruined thanks to my three sisters. I will never have a chance with her after this date. And he walks her to the car. He apologizes. There's no kiss. It was painfully awkward. I was thrilled for it to be over, weren't you? Yeah, me too. I was like, yeah. I was like, first of all, I don't want to see Rob out with anybody else. And second of all, this is like so visibly uncomfortable. Very visibly, yeah. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the Viral Turquoise Tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. So next scene, Chloe is back at Dash and she's like, cannot believe that the homeless man is still outside. And she shows how each day she's arriving during the week and he's still there. And on Thursday, she comes into work and he's not there. And Chloe's like, oh, thank God, which again, I just hold that for now. So she goes inside Dash and she's like, okay, I'm going to take out the trash. She goes to take out the trash and she sees that he's sitting there in the area where the dumpster is, by the way, minding his own business. Oh my just God. First of all, he couldn't have been in a more discreet spot. Yeah, totally. And 
So, you know, the man says hi to Chloe, asks how she is. They say hi. He introduces himself. His name is Shorty. And she says to him, listen, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but a couple of the people are complaining. I think that people want you to move to a different area if that's okay. He's like, yeah, of course, no problem. She apologizes. He gets up and he takes his bag. And when he walks away, he drops his sweater. And Chloe like chases after him to give it back. And in her confessional, she's like, I feel really bad. My conscience is kicking in. So she comes back into the store. She tells Courtney what happened. She starts to feel guilty. And she's like, you know, no one's ever really offered to help him. So they decide to call Chris to kind of see what to do. And Chris is like, you know, have a little compassion, which I was like, thank you, Chris. You know? Thank you, Chris. Talking a little set to these girls. (laughs) So Chris in her confessional is like, this is a great time to tell Chloe that it's not always about us and that maybe once in a while, it's a great thing to help someone else out. And she goes, see if he needs something to eat, Chloe, and maybe there's something you can do for him. It's obviously someone who's a lot less fortunate than we are. And I think you should just think about what you would want someone to help you with. So... Which like, I don't know, you know, for all the times when people could argue that Chris's values were fucked up, I like when we have these moments of like, she knows what's good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what, Em? I so agree. <laughs> Thanks. So they go out, they find him, they introduce themselves again. And Courtney's joking. She's like, I'm shorty too. I'm five foot, which something that I wanted to mention, which I think I was going to say later on, but I want to say it now. I absolutely loved Courtney this episode. Like this entire season is just really, and I said it earlier, it's what we need. I feel like I'm injecting good Courtney vibes into my veins. And that's what I personally, what I needed based on like since last season. But that's the whole point also. And remember we spoke about it because somebody made that TikTok and was like, you know what? If Courtney wants to stop doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she should be allowed to. Like she carried that show on her back. And don't you dare say it was Kim because for literally season after season, she was involved in every single spinoff. She was the craziest person on the show for so long. Like she carried it on her back. Maybe Courtney needs to rewatch old episodes. That might be really good for her. We should definitely suggest that. Courtney, Courtney if you're, you're listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so too. I think she would get, like her that self appreciation. Would she would she would know who she was in this game of keeping up? Is that true? Yeah, but that's why I also feel that's why I think that people feel so surprised by Courtney now because I don't think it's. I think they know that it's not what Courtney's always been, and especially when you watch back now, it's not like you're remembering that she used to be fun and cool. It's that like when you're watching currently, you're like, I know you used to be fun and cool. I know exactly who you used to be, and this is not you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I totally agree. I totally agree. I actually think it would be a therapeutic experience for the entire family to rewatch this season together. I, th- I so, so agree. I, I wonder yeah. if they have ever done that. I'm sure they have. They must have. Don't you think? I don't know. If it was me, I wouldn't rewatch. Yeah, you would never. <laughs> can't even listen to the podcast. I did the other day. Yeah. Well, you have to now in quarantine because we have to do our edits. So anyway, they, you know, Chloe comes back out and she basically tells him how bad she feels for sending him away. And she's like, we want to help you. So she says, come with us. We're going to take you to get showered, get clean. And Courtney says in her confessional, she's like, I think Chloe's absolutely insane. How are we going to bring a homeless guy into our house where my two little sisters are? And Chloe in her confessional is like, I know this seems crazy, but what the fuck? He seems like such a nice guy. And I was like, good for you, Chloe. Let's stick with it. Homeless is not synonymous with dangerous, you know? Yes, Em. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's Kendall and Kylie being there have nothing to do. I mean, I, I understand bringing a strange person into your house regardless, but like, we're in a controlled situation here, you know? Yes, absolutely. I so agree. 
so they bring Shorty to the Calabasas house and, you know, Chloe's opening the door. She's like, so this is our house. And he's like, this isn't a house. This is a mansion. I, I love Shorty. I love Shorty's commentary. Like, I was like, Shorty, you have such amazing commentary. I need you to be in a confessional. Didn't you feel that way? Oh my God. Shorty was a doll. A doll. <laughs> Not like to quote Scott, a fucking doll. So Chloe's in our confessional. I can't believe why. I love you so much. Do you know? No, I have to ask you something. Do you realize what we're doing right now? Do you realize we are like so in-depthly analyzing their makeover of Shorty, of this homeless man from season one of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? And this, we get to do this as our job, Julie. Like, I know. I, my gratitude. No, I am like, my gratitude is never ending for every single one of you listening, but also just for like the Kardashian. It's just, it's really, this is a wild experience. I have it every time. Okay, here we go. So. (laughs) You're ridiculous sometimes. You guys would understand anytime. I know we have, Julie and I haven't actually been together since March, but probably twice a week we'll be in the Uber with Isabel and I'll turn to them and be like, guys, how insane is this? How lucky do you feel right now? Don't I do that? All the time. And you're right. You're not wrong. It's just like so funny the uh, the times you pick specifically to like express that. <laughs> so Chloe's in her confessional. She's like, Shorty needs a shower. And my mom told me to do whatever I need to do to help him. So I'm going to use her shower. And they're really giving Shorty kind of like a lesson. They're teaching him about exfoliating and they give him a haircut. They shave his beard. They give him Caitlin's clothes to wear. And he he really does look like a new man. And when he smiles... Chloe's like, I noticed his beautiful, em- beautifully empty mouth. And she asks him when the last time he went to the dentist was. He says, it's been a while. And she's like, listen, I have a friend who's a dentist. We're going to get you in to see him. And while this is going on, Caitlin comes in. She comes home with Kendall and Kylie. And, you know, they introduce Caitlin. They, actually, Chloe says, this is, this is our dad. Which, does, does she usually refer to Caitlin as our dad? I don't remember. Because she so easily could have said stepdad. That wouldn't have been a foreign concept to Shorty. Yeah. I guess just because for sake you know it wasn't like caitlin was ever gonna see shorty again most likely it was i don't know it's just interesting it's random but i was just I like curious that. if that was i think she i don't think that's the only time that she's done that but i think that she's the only one that does do it mm-hmm. i don't remember well enough as as we watch more we'll see not anyway lie. caitlin a little judgy in this episode caitlin was a little judgy i'll throw it out there i'll be the first one to say it I agree with you. Although I have to say, like, I always try to look at something through Caitlin's eyes in the sense of like, how would I feel as the father of the household or really any parent of the household walking in and every single time I walk in, I know that this family is just up to something that they had nothing to do with me, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think her tolerance is just a little lower at this point. So it's like, what the fuck? Why are you guys always up to something, you know? Yeah, that's so true. So they tell Caitlin, they're like, listen, we took some of your clothes for Shorty. They're going to take, you know, we're going to take him to the dentist. And Caitlin in her confessional is talking about how when Chloe was little, she used to bring in strays. So Caitlin's like, stray cats, stray dogs, you name it. So now you're bringing in homeless people. And Chloe's like, I'm being nice for the day. I'm helping. And Caitlin goes, that's a nice thing. I'm not putting you down for doing it. And, you know, Chloe's trying to explain to Caitlin how she's taking Shorty to the dentist because she asked her friend to make a set of dentures for him. And Caitlin's like, are you going to pay for them? And Chloe's like, yeah, you know, and she kind of tells Caitlin how she made this appointment, but she can't take him because she has a photo shoot with Kim and Courtney. So in addition to giving Shorty Caitlin's clothes, she also is now asking Caitlin to take Shorty to the dentist appointment, which like Caitlin's world just got rocked in the course of five minutes, you know? (laughs) 
Caitlin should always be on her toes prepared for her world to be rocked in the course of five minutes every time she walks into that house. That's exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's a whirlwind. She never knows what she's going to get, you know? But the thing with Caitlin that like I, that it, it like to, to your point and opposite of your point is that like you think she'd be prepared for these situations by now. Like Caitlin right. always lets herself get surprised and like disappointed and annoyed rather than being like, just another day. I know. <laughs> I guess it's just like easier for us to say, you know? Yeah. And also, by the way, it would be so much of a less enjoyable show if we she didn't have that attitude. Yeah, that's true. You know? Anyway, so Chloe, you know, tells Caitlin to take Kylie and Kendall with her. And they all go to the dentist. And Kylie asks when they're in the waiting room, she asks Caitlin, she's like, so how does someone become homeless? And I thought that was like a very, you know, K- Kylie was 10 at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just so interesting, like asking, you know, when you're around that age, you start to ask questions because you start to not just take everything at face value. Like you start to become a little bit more curious about the world. And I just, I just thought it was an interesting conversation. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And Caitlin kind of explains, you know, she's like, they don't have money. They don't have anywhere to stay or people who can help them. And Kendall's like, will I ever be homeless? And Caitlin's like, never in a million years and I'll make sure of it. And they're in the dentist. The dentist is looking at Shorty's mouth and he really has pretty much no teeth, which like out of anything that Chloe did for him in this entire episode, the teeth thing is huge. Huge, huge. Yeah. And not cheap, by the way. No, definitely not cheap. I wonder if, I mean, not that it matters, obviously, but I'm just curious if like, I know she was friends with this dentist, but like, I'm always curious what the type of discount is when a practitioner, medical or not, is featured on the show, you know? Yeah, I'm always curious of that too. Because that thing also is like, you have so many plastic surgery procedures that you know they do in exchange for promo or for whatever. Like I would imagine that there is a similar working out of that with TV shows as opposed to like an Instagram ad, I mean. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, but you know, you, you have to wonder that now versus then are two totally different things. Like now people are probably, you know, companies are dying to get on keeping up the Kardashians, but season one, it was some dinky reality show. What did they know? Well, you know? Also exposure like that in general. Like I think trading businesses and procedures and things like that, just the general idea of it is not as common then as it is now. Mm -hmm. Now it's like you just assume that that's the norm. Back then it was probably like, you know, I've heard of people doing this. I'm not so crazy about it, but for one person, like I'll make it work. Like now it's just like, oh, it's a no brainer that we're going to do it that way. Yeah. Because the concept of influencers and the rise of social media has totally changed the game in terms of in terms of that, goods and services, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've said to someone, like, about wanting something or wanting to get something done or wanting to do something. And, they, and they've been like, well, yeah, can't you just, like, post it on your story? And I was like, yeah, but I would never do that. I know. People think we're, people think we are actually fucking insane. Like, like we- even, even the other day when I was talking about getting my boobs done, and I was like, yeah, I want, like, a reduction so badly, somebody said to me, and they were like, I've told you this a million times. Like there's so many doctors that'll just do it. And you just like post about it. And I'm like, but that's not what we post about. I know. No, Julia, that's the fact that I pay fucking a fortune for those lymphatic massages because I don't want to put it on our story. I just like, and I, and wait, I want to make this very clear. There is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. And I actually appreciate when influencers do that because it, a lot of the times I learn about new like places or new you know, um, massage therapist or whatever it is through stories. It's just not our vibe and not something we want to do. And this is what we always talk about. It comes from the fact that like, 
if we, I think it would be totally different because regardless, we would never post it on the main page. But like, if we wanted to make our personal accounts public and we wanted to have like a following, that could technically be the way that we would do it. But we would just like, that's just not our thing, you know? Next scene, we're back at the Calabasas house and Courtney, Kim and Chloe are getting their makeup done for a photo shoot. And Chloe and Courtney are talking about Shorty and Courtney, Courtney's like, he's the cutest man I've ever met in my life. And Kim is, has no idea what's going on. And Chloe's like, it's Shorty. He's our homeless man that we adopted. And Kim's like, yeah, right. You did not. And they're trying to explain to Kim, like, no, we really brought this homeless man to the house. We showered him. And Kim's just like, what the fuck? Like, she, there's, there's no part of her that believes this, right? Right. Because also, like, Chloe and Courtney always do this thing where they, like, concoct some story to tell Kim to fuck with her. So I don't blame Kim for not believing them. No, it's the same thing why I don't blame Caitlin. You know, you get into a pattern. Right. Yeah. So Caitlin calls Chloe from the dentist and she asks, you know, where do you want me to bring Shorty when we're done? And Chloe's like, I don't know, just bring him to a hotel. And Chloe says in her confession, she's like, I tried to find a shelter that I was going to take him to today, but all of them are full or they close early. And Caitlin's like, old Shorty's getting pretty expensive for me here. Relax, Caitlin. It's one night at a hotel. I know. I also wanted to mention, I think that this is an interesting stat. Um, So there currently, as of now, there's 53,195 people in Los Angeles County that are experiencing homelessness. And across the country, New York is number one in homelessness and LA is number two. But this is a really interesting stat that we found. And this was as of 2017, I believe. 95%, 95%, so 95% of people experiencing homelessness in New York City were sheltered, and only 25% of those experiencing homelessness in LA were sheltered. This was as of 2017, but that is a fucking stark contrast. Yeah, huge contrast. Yeah. I mean, one, you know, I just, I thought that because when, when Chloe said uh, the shelter thing, that was immediately my first thought, just in terms of like what the... Uh, what the availability would be, you know, like what it's, what, what the climate. Is like. I think it's gotten better from what, like I was doing a little bit of reading and I think the availability of shelter has gotten better. Obviously it's not perfect and nowhere near that, but I think that they've definitely been working on it. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. So Rob comes into the bathroom where they're all getting their makeup done. And Chloe's like, you know, why haven't you called us back? And Rob's like, because you guys ruined my date. And Chloe's like, how do we ruin your date? All we did was go there. And Courtney's like, you know, we went to give you that little extra oomph that you needed. And Rob's like, I'm 20 years old. I don't need an oomph. (laughs) 
And Courtney's like, like oh, what do you mean? How did we ruin your date? <laughs> like, you can't play that dumb. <laughs> and Courtney's like, you look like the coolest dude in town having sisters like us. And Rob's like, nobody cares about my sisters. I'm not a little boy. I don't need you guys. Which I'm like, no, you're not. You're big Rob. <laughs> Rob. And also, everyone cares about your sisters. So Kim apologizes and Chloe's like, oh, please suck his dick a little harder. And Rob's like, Kim's always the best out of the three. And Rob goes, I'll accept the apology, but I'm never going to tell you when I have a date again. And Chloe's like, we can find you no matter where you are, honey. I die. I die. I know. I also, I want to make an important point, which is that, you know, the level of like attraction that I feel towards Rob in this episode, one, it just brings me back to my young age, et cetera. But like, I want to be very clear that it's not, this is not like um, some sort of a fat phobic comment. Like it's not because of the weight gain that I'm making this comparison. It's because of what happened to Rob in recent years. And like, I can never view Rob Kardashian the same, for example, after the revenge porn stuff. I don't care if he looked now, like he looked then. Th- that That is to me an, an like a, eternal turnoff. Does that make sense? Yeah. And also like, there's just so many aspects of, his personality that isn't the same anymore. Like he was like a completely different person then. And we also like, it just brings you, yeah, you're right. It brings you back to like an entirely different time in your life. Yeah. Like I want to make it really clear really. And this is honestly not me bullshitting for the podcast. Like I say this to Julie all the time. I'm into bigger guys. Like I like that. That doesn't bother me. I'm more so just referring to the innocence that we, there's like this innocence accompanied with the sexiness that kind of, he kind of exudes in these seasons. And that's what I'm referring to. You know what I mean? I just want to make that very very clear. You are like, like, also you are into bigger guys. Like we always like here I am sitting thinking about like Timothy Chalamet's little bony body on vacation with his girlfriend. Like we are so opposite in that regard. Yeah, no, I, I like a, I really like a bigger guy. It just turns me on. I mean, (laughs) my type is tall. Like that's, that's yeah. really my number one type. And then anything there, we can go from there, but I'm not turned off by that at all. Okay. Moving on. So next scene, Chloe, Kim and Courtney go to pick up Shorty from the hotel and Chloe's in her confessional saying, you know, she's not really sure what to do because we don't want to put him back on the street. So we're going to take him to a shelter. By the way, his teeth look fucking amazing. I know. I have to get mine done. Another <laughs> one. <laughs> Wait, can I please read this email? Please, 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 Julie. Yeah. The one that we got today? No, you guys are going to lose your mind. You guys are going to lose your mind. Okay, so last episode, was it on Was it on Patreon or was it on our regular episode? I think on our regular episode. I think on our regular episode, we were talking about um, how Julie doesn't like her teeth because she thinks that they're too small. Okay. I know we get too small. I think she looks beautiful, but we get an email today. I'm not going to say the person's name, obviously. The subject line is Julie's teeth. Are you ready? As a fellow small-toothed woman, I stand in solidarity with Julie and wanted to let her know that she's not alone. You are not struggling in vain, my mini molard matey. (laughs) My orthodontist made my teeth even smaller after messing up my braces, which led to him sanding down one of my front teeth to make it even length with the other. Keep trucking, Julie, you tiny (laughs) tusk-toverish. That is probably the funniest thing that's ever, like, been sent to us ever. Also, I'm so sorry that your orthodontist fucked up your teeth. You should sue. You are literally my mini mullard matey. (laughs) That's what Joe Reardon used to call me in 11th grade. (laughs) If you're listening. (laughs) Okay. 
So, they, you know, Courtney and, and Chloe, they're on their way to the homeless shelter. It's Courtney, Kim, and Shorty in the backseat. Chloe's driving, which, by the way, I guess it was for camera placement. It was kind of bizarre. Like, there was a front seat open, you know? Well, I, I figured that there was, like, somebody, like, from production in the front seat. That's what I'm saying. It must have been a filming thing. I guess now we're just so used to it being the, web, the like, GoPros or whatever on this camera, on the dashboard. So I was a little confused. But anyway. Have GoPros then? I, I don't know. Isn't it weird trying to figure out when, like, certain things that are so normal to your life were invented? Yeah, like iMessage. <laughs> yeah, but before we had iMessage, we had BBM, and those were the days. Yeah, those were really the days. Anyway, they're in the backseat. Courtney's in the middle, and Shorty, Shorty has his arm around her. And you can tell, like, <laughs> Shorty just has a thing for Courtney, right? Oh, my God. It's the height thing, though. He feels yeah. like he's not his own. Yeah, so true. And Chloe's in her confessional. She's like, we're in the car and Shorty is loving himself some Courtney. And Courtney goes, I got Shorty's arm around me. I think he's in love. And Shorty starts to rub Courtney's head and Kim is losing her mind. Like Kim cannot handle what's going on. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> she doesn't do anything or anything, but just watching her is, is really funny. Okay, so next scene. Oh, I fucking loved this scene, Julie. For literally, for literally the most unimportant scene in Kardashian history, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Okay. They're back at the house and it's Chris and Rob. And Chris is complaining to Rob about how the house is a mess, how many people were in her bathroom. And she realizes in this fit of anger that there's a bird in the house, which like, by the way, I've never had a bird in my house, but I remember having a bird in my bunk at camp and it kind of freaks you out for a second. You know, like it, you just take it off. It's, you're taken off guard, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Recamp. Yeah. I've never had yeah. one. I don't think I've had one in my house, but definitely mm-hmm. you know, a camp bird. Yeah. And basically they're trying. <laughs> that was my charger. <laughs> this happens every single No, it happens every single episode. And I know we could cut it out and maybe we will this episode, but I don't think it makes the show any less enjoyable. I think it provides this real sense of realness. Like we're doing our best. We're not in a studio, you know? Yeah. We charge our phones too. Yeah. Anyway, so they're trying to figure it out. And Rob basically climbs up in this like heroic act on the counter. Uh, Kim, I mean, Chris puts the stool on the counter. Rob climbs up. He rescues the bird in the towel. He hands it to Chris. I'm sitting there. It's like a fucking slow clap. They release the bird back into the wild. I, 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 it, was, it was a beautiful thing to watch. I have to be honest with you. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Julie Julie writes pointless scene but I'd watch a young Rob watch paint dry yep I would watch a young Rob do anything literally anything anything have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter whiter looking eyes their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit Lumify redness reliever eye drops Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. So next scene, 
they're with Shorty at the shelter. And it's really like, this was emotional. He starts to cry. He starts to give Chloe a big hug. And Courtney says, she's like, I think at the end of the day, it feels really good to help somebody and know that they appreciate it. And Chloe gives Shorty her bracelets that he can remember her. And she goes, it's an angel link. So you're always going to be protected. And, you know, they all hug Shorty goodbye. And Kim says, like, I'm really proud of Chloe and Courtney. They did a really good thing. I I don't know. Was this fake? Maybe. Did I love every second of it? Yes. It made me feel so good when Shorty's holding his face to Courtney's face. I was like, this is a beautiful moment. It is. Next scene, we're back at the house and Chloe comes into where Chris is and she's like, mom, you were right. I really hate to say it, but I actually enjoyed my enjoyed myself with Shorty today. And Chris is like, see, you really inspired somebody to be better and better and better their own life. And Courtney goes, yeah, because we treated him like the human being that he is. And Chloe's like, he cried when he left. It was so cute. And Caitlin's like, he cried. And Courtney goes, he went to take a sip of his beer and he put it down because he wants to now get an apartment and start making money. And Chris is like, it's really just remarkable how you guys were treating somebody that you didn't even know. And it takes so little to make someone else happy. The most important thing that we all have in our life is to give love and our time to each other. And they all agree it's adorable. And Chloe's like, oh, please suck my dick now, Chris. (laughs) And that's like how it ends, right? It was the perfect ending. It was the perfect ending. And for anybody curious what the deal is with Shorty, we tried to do some research. We couldn't find much, but apparently some, you know, people have said that they've seen him out in LA. Someone said that they saw him at the commons. I can't tell you if that's true because we don't have any uh, information on that. I would love to know. But I do think there are a lot of times when there are hired actors, for example, the babysitter that we know was hired. I think Shorty really was homeless, but I think probably the process of introducing themselves was a little stage because I'm sure he had to get some permission before. And I'm sure he was like compensated for his time a little bit, but I do believe that he was truly homeless. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of a ride. How do you feel? Oh my God. I feel great. How do you feel? I love, I feel amazing. I love this. I, I can do this. Back. <laughs> you asked me, you don't think so? No, I, I feel like I have to be more conscious of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay well I feel like I feel heard from you Oh, God, um, so good. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we want to add important non-Kardashian related just anything in the world that we'd like people to know that's really a broad ask I don't know do you have any, any feelings any thoughts <laughs> no, I never have any feelings <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know. Nothing, nothing really else to say other than we love you guys. We are so appreciative for every single one of you. And if you enjoy this, we would so appreciate a review. And again, I just want to emphasize, like, if there's one specific thing that you want us to talk about or work on, just tell us in an email instead of like writing something negative in a review, because we can change. Like if it's something that we can fix, we'd love to be able to do that. I definitely can't change if you leave a one star reviews and write, oh, yeah, someone, t- no, someone, someone wrote like, uh, them, them forgetting a word, like, are these girls high? And I wanted to be like, literally, no, I was fucking having a, like, I was, <laughs> I was really struggling on Monday for my like PTSD episode. And sorry that I forgot a couple of fucking words. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck you. I'll listen to them. You know so no. many words. Thanks, Joel. Okay. We love you guys so much and we will see you on Monday for our regular episode. This season on Naughty Yada Island. When we were new, they spoiled me. They even gave me a phone. But then, it's like I didn't exist. 
Don't take yada yada from your wireless carrier. Now with Metro, get that new customer feeling again and again. Introducing Metro Flex. Free 5G phones when you join, same deals as new customers when you stay. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Just bring your number and ID and sign up for an eligible plan. After 12 months, trade in and get our best deals on select devices.